Hey there, welcome to another episode of Uncommon Knowledge. I'm Jennifer, and this week's episode I've titled Dumb It Down. Now, I'm just going to warn you right now that, that this is a pretty big soapbox issue for me. And uh, if you don't want to hear me go on a rant, you can just stop playing it now. <laughs> Today's topic is one that, I mean, genuinely irks me. And the, the more I did research into this to see if I was possibly the only one who felt this way, the more irked I got. <laughs> but let me give you some background on, um, you know, where this really came to the forefront for me. As, as some of you know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts um, or you know me personally, you know that I am a recruiter. A few years ago, I met by chance somebody who's actually working in the same industry here uh, in DFW as me. And we kind of run in some of the same circles, but had never had an opportunity to meet until a couple years ago. But this person is someone I actually really, really admire and respect as an individual and um, as a recruiter. So in the space, he's very, very knowledgeable. He may be one of the smartest people I know just in general. He really is a great and fantastic person. So we met and we had really great chats. We had really, really great conversations. Um, every time that we happened to kind of, you know, see each other cross paths someplace, we would find ourselves talking and just hours might pass by in the conversation. We had really, really great chats. And I really love talking with this person because we can talk about everything from industry stuff that's going on to the ridiculousness on, on YouTube and whatever TV show might be popular we're watching and we can have, you know, really in-depth conversations or really, really goofy conversations. And I just, I adore it. It's great. But in the middle of one of these chats, he stopped me and just straight up asked, why do you do that? And I, I know I looked at him for the longest time because I honestly had no idea what he was talking about. So he followed up with, why do you dumb yourself down? I was stunned. I, I really, really was. And um, if you know me, being stunned into silence is kind of a unique thing when I'm, you know, excited and, and, and conversational and really into something. But without one question or two questions, he had really cut to the heart so directly. And I felt so transparent because he was absolutely right. In that conversation, I really discovered what I'd been doing my whole life, that I had been dumbing myself down to fit in, to be accepted, to meet some expectation of what I needed to be according to someone else's standard of attraction or interesting. That really kind of began for me this investigation into the double standard of intelligence. And I don't remember the first time I was made to feel like it wasn't okay for me to be smart. And that's probably not actually true. I, I probably could if I cared enough to really work on remembering. But really, who has time for that? The point is I had identified that I did it. I needed to find a path forward that took me out of that behavior. So in order to get there, I've learned that I need to kind of look back and see past incidences and understand maybe what the motivation was or see it and kind of remember it 
kind of dig into the feelings sometimes behind things. It just astounds me that not only in this day and age, it's not only in 2020, do do these gender ideals still exist, but that somebody like me who tends to think of herself as a pretty forward-thinking woman would be doing this. Looking at it and kind of the history, we do as, as a culture, as a global culture even, create this mentality that says that in order to be attractive, a woman has to be less intelligent than a man. So this is a scary proposition because men have all kinds of levels of intelligence. So as a woman, you need to play the game right so that you are not as smart and certainly not smarter than a man. Pick a man. You see a man at a bar, you think he's attractive, he comes over, he's talking to you. You have to play this game according to society that says, I need to be just smart enough to be interesting but not too smart to be intimidating. So it's this mixed message that we get as women and people in society in general that you can be whatever you want to be. It's just, is that going to be in line with what you need to be in order to have what you want? And how crazy is that? Why is it that I can be whatever I want to be and society pushes and says we need Barbie dolls that are scientists But you also need to be attractive and beautiful and wanting to have a family. I don't know, all these things that society might say you need to be. So if you're not wanting to have a family and you're not attractive, but you're intelligent, well, then you just now need to suck it up and probably become a cat lady. (laughs) But the reality of being a smart woman is that there are a good number of people out there that are intimidated by smart women. So if you're a woman, and let's say you're heterosexual and you're looking for a man, you now have a much smaller pool of men available to you. That probably sounds scary. (laughs) I mean, there are 7 billion people in the world. A little more than half of them are female. (laughs) But the, the pool of men that would find you attractive gets smaller as soon as you become a quote unquote smart person. So... You now have the extra work of weeding through the men who are intimidated by your intelligence and finding one that admires it, if, if nothing other than tolerates it, and really, honestly, find somebody that admires it, right? Um, because it's, it's, uh, tolerance is not something that you want to live with for the rest of your life. So let me give you a little brief walkthrough of some of the things I remembered in kind of researching my history into this subject. There was a guy in high school who told me I was a great study partner, but not the kind of girl he'd want to date. And it wasn't just that he said that he'd want to date. He actually used the phrase, but not the kind of girl you want to date. In the more generic sense, I wasn't the kind of girl that guys would want to date. That was hard, man. I heard that at an impressionable age and thought, well, crap. If I want to be attractive to guys, I need to be careful of how smart I am. And there was a guy in college who was the frat brother of a guy that I was going on a date with who 
all of a sudden at some point just started doggedly insisting, demanding that I give him my SAT score. Well, first of all, what does that matter? I got into college. He got into college. We're both there. Obviously, we both met some kind of standard academically. He just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And at one point I asked him, I said, you're not even asking the guys at the table. So you only care about me because, you know, you're, you're not asking this guy. And I pointed to my date. He said, I'm not worried about their intelligence. I'm worried about yours. What? Why? I think that's one of the, the times that I thought, God, like, I think that's the first time that I really was shocked at that kind of mentality because Hero is kind of out with people who are, who are at the same college as me. And here's this guy that is doggedly chasing down and demanding to know what my SAT score and, and what, so that he could feel better about himself, that he could feel less intimidated. I, I didn't end up telling him because I pretty much ended up telling him he could go um, sit on a flagpole. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this PG. I probably didn't that day. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to admit to that right now. And then later in life, I remember I'd gone out with a um, with a group, and it was post divorce. I'm so now I'm in my 30s, and I'm I'm out at a bar with some friends, and there's been a guy that's been chatting me up. We've been having a good conversation until he gets to the point where he asked me what I majored in, and I started explaining. You know, I started out college as a neuroscience major. And at that point, he literally made an excuse to get up and leave. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sad about that. I don't want to be with somebody who's intimidated by me, but it's, it seems ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe in his case, he um, had had a previous girlfriend that was a neuroscience major and she was crazy. So he just made the assumption that maybe I was crazy. I don't know. But I don't mourn that, the loss of that. Then even later down the road, when um, dating apps really became very, very popular, I, I literally lost count at some point the number of guys that stopped talking to me when I would let too much of sm my smarts show. I, I actually at one point thought about just putting a line in my profile that warned them off from the beginning because I don't want to waste anybody's time, you know, just I wanted to put some kind of disclaimer in the front, like maybe my opening line was, you know, I'm smart. I didn't want to be rude about it, you know, because there's part of me that wanted to add the tagline and, and if that intimidates you, swipe left. <laughs> These are all examples of blatant and direct issues, but there are thousands more that I can't recall that created in me this feeling or this prescription, if you will, that if I wanted to be attractive to men, then I had to be less intelligent than them. I had to dumb it down. So I began playing the game, uh, this exhausting game that I would hold my cards close, that I would wait to see some sign of where I needed to be on the smarts scale in order to be interesting, not intimidating. And that's exhausting because if you're trying to do that and be an active part of the conversation, you're working overtime. And it's, it's funny how one conversation with somebody one moment of clarity can be a lightning strike and where everything becomes clear. And for me, that was two years ago in that conversation. That realization of legitimately, I have been doing this and why?
If you've listened to my podcast before, you've heard the episode of Discount Bin. If you haven't listened to it, go, because you'll understand more. Um, there, my shameless plug for another episode of mine. Dumbing myself down is the same as, as putting myself in the discount bin. I don't need to be anything other than me. And that goes more than just for men. The same is true for friends. If, if you find yourself dumbing it down in order to fit in with a group of, I don't know, neighborhood women um, or families or couples, people at work, um, if you find yourself even, you know, thinking about the last episode I did, we're talking about comparison being the thief of joy. If you find yourself altering who you are in some way to be desirable by someone else, good luck to you. That's got to be exhausting because you better be prepared to hold that standard for the rest of your life. And wouldn't it be just so much better if you could just be you and know that the people that are in your life are there because of who you are, not because of what you're presenting to them. And they're not intimidated. You know what? Maybe they are, but they still want to be around you. And certainly for me, when it comes to a partner, that person that I'm going to spend my life with, he doesn't have to be smarter than me. He doesn't have to be anything other than he is. The one thing he does have to be is somebody who's okay with a smart woman who's driven, who's got a purpose in life and knows where she's going. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I don't plan on dumbing myself down anymore. And if somebody, man or woman, I don't know, neighbor, possible friend, doesn't matter. If they can't handle who I am, that is okay. That's on them. And it's not up to me to change who I am. And I'm done with dumbing myself down. I am not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not ashamed anymore of being intelligent. And I'm not going to stop being me just to make you feel comfortable. If you have a problem with intelligence or people who are smarter than you, especially women who are smarter than you, that's your deal you've got to work out. And I suggest you do it because it's going to be an interesting world for you if uh, you want to persist in that. My commitment is I'm going to stop. I'm going to be myself. I'm going to use the words that come to mind. I'm going to use vocabulary. I'm going to talk about concepts that interest me. I'm going to talk about, I don't know, some nerdy thing I studied or learned or read. (laughs) I'm not going to hide or feel ashamed that I read eight to 10 books in a month that I study and learn things for the sake of studying and learning things. And I'm not going to be ashamed of the gifts that I've been given. And my challenge to you is if you've been doing that in your life, take an assessment and decide if that's what you want to keep doing. And if it is, more power to you, really, honestly, because it's going to take a lot of energy. And I wish you all the success in that. But if you discover that you don't want to change who you are anymore 
and that you want to be true to yourself, then I, you know, I challenge you to, to do that and just accept the fact that there might be some people who are going to exit from your life, but trust that that's okay. That's okay that there are going to be, be people who either are going to stay in your life or are going to come into your life that love you for exactly who you are. Anyway, I told you it was a soapbox of a topic. Uh, if I've offended anybody, you know where the, the unfollow button is. If I've encouraged anybody, I'm glad for it. If you are also in the arena with me, I'd love to hear from you. Until next episode, be well.